sir. We wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. Understood? Welcome to another off-season edition of the California Penal League podcast. Uh, I'm Steve. With me is Chris and Fabs, as always. Um, we are doing some of our evergreen content as we eagerly await pitchers and catchers in the next month or so. So we are uh, just kind of chilling um, and uh, waiting for uh, the season to start. Um, in the meantime, as we do that, we are going to give you some fun content to, uh, you know, get a little nibble of the season on. Um, and so today we're talking about uh, our all time. Well, let me before I before I start to like preface this. Uh, the only news to really report is that the Guardians avoided arbitration with seven players. So good job, boys. There you go. <laughs> there, you know, yeah. The the payroll is going to be just a north over ninety million, I Somewhere, think. Yeah. So there's that, and we haven't even resigned um, Brian Shaw yet. So when his twelve million dollars <laughs> so comes yeah. in, we'll hit over hundred. <laughs> yeah, right. So, um, so that was cool. You know, hey, look, we so we avoided arbitration. Uh, the only, I guess, the only like notable thing from that is Bieber is making a shade over ten million. So. What? That sounds right. Like that probably puts him in line for like what seventeen and a half, eighteen next year. And and I yeah, mean I think yeah, and uh, I, I think we've all said I mean, like twenty million is probably where you know he gets. Yeah, we. I yeah, I still. I mean, I you could still do oh, it before oh, the season still started. Plenty of time. There's still plenty of time, and if you wanted to, if like, I, and I'd be very surprised if they didn't honestly offer him one before the season started. I would actually be shocked by that. But so stay tuned. I'd be so happy. Know, stay tuned, and maybe we'll. Uh, oh yeah, maybe we'll report that later this off season. I'd be. I'd die to report that. That would be great. That, that's emergency. Well, pot. That's so, emergency recording, like material right there. Like I would say like, so. We're hopping yeah. on for half an hour and talking about that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. All right, that's out of the way. <laughs> that happened. Yeah. Whatever. Let's talk about the let's talk about what we really want to get into. We are talking about and this is a, this is so great cuz like Chris posed this question to us in the group chat and it's been haunting my dreams ever since because it's the greatest prompt I think I've ever heard because everybody does all-time roster constructs. And today we're going to do our all-time uh roster, all-time roster eight guys not including DH cuz that's sort of unfair. Mm-hmm. But we're going to do no pitchers, just the lineup in the field and uh, Sands pitcher. And not only is it going to be our all-time Cleveland baseball roster, but the caveat that is so juicy is that no players can overlap their playing years, not even a season. Yeah. So, so <coughs> this, this is great. So, and, and, and maybe all-time roster isn't the right term, but you have to we had to con- construct our the best lineup possible like you said Steve without any careers overlapping and uh yeah not just guardians this? indians career yeah gar- like, well yeah anybody who suited up career. for cleveland in their career 
I did it. Wait, hold on a second. I just did it as their Cleveland years. Is that correct? Oh, oh no, I didn't. Did, I, did, I did their. Yeah, I did their full career. Oh, I did their playing career. I spent three hours on this. No, I did their full playing career. Oh, dude, you animals. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, it's going to be different. It's going to be different because I would have assumed it would just be not playing. No, I did totally. Yeah, I just did it under career. their Cleveland season. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Maybe I we was, can reevaluate this. I was so this. mad at Chris. Oh, I was. I almost threw up the white flag, guys. Yeah. I almost was That's like. Impossible. I was like. That's impossible. It's not impossible. It was. The I like worst. That you guys suffered as much as you oh, did. It was we suffered it was, for our. Craft. I had seven lineups, and I had it, and then I realized I had a person who was a pitcher playing center field. <laughs> I mixed up a name and a date. I love it. I love it. And man. then I had to restart. Uh, well, this is worst. good. I actually like this. I like this because it gives us two different ways to look at yeah. it. Yeah, and maybe, and maybe you know what? Maybe me and Fabs take the easy route and and come up with our own, and then you get to do it how we did it. Maybe we can we can yes yeah we'll do it in, reverse yeah we'll do it like reverse we can do it as a follow yeah, up. we'll do a follow up to this because that it definitely it changes more, things when you prompted it definitely it. changes things well when you prompted it it made sense to me like oh I just thought it was like oh yeah okay then they they could never have been on the same Cleveland teams Cleveland team together yeah. Yeah, no, like I, I, I I'm, I'm, you start throwing around, you start throwing around. No seasons overlapping. No, Fuck. no careers yeah. overlapping, and I'm using the word careers on purpose because once we get into mine, like I said, I kept mine tight, tight. No careers <sighs> overlapping. When I look at this, so hold on a second. When I look at mine, you're gonna be surprised. Um, you're gonna be surprised. Like a lot of those guys probably overlapped. I, I guarantee you, you have it's guys crazy. that overlapped with like three players. Guarantee you. It no, sucked. I only if have guys. I only have 25 year. No, careers. listen to this. Yeah. Listen to this. I've only got one. Hold on. I might only have. I've only got one overlap and it's one season. And it's 1916. Of their whole careers, their whole playing careers, whole careers, whole careers. Okay. So that's pretty good. All right, all right. Well, how about that's actually pretty dead on. All right, then you jump in. You start. You give us your lineup, Stephen. All right. And uh, well, you want to do it this way? You want to start with like? Should we all go like infields first and then um, outfields? Or I was thinking like the way I wrote mine out is I have mine chronologically in order of their playing careers. So so let me. Okay, I'm gonna go by position. And I'll give you I'll give you the playing years, but I'll tell you I'll run down the list and give you all the positions. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. My all time roster with apparently only one season overlapping, unless I'm looking at it wrong. I'll ch- I'll double check the numbers again, but I think I honestly got it with just the one 1916 season well, overlapping. I definitely know who one of those players like, is now. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You do. <laughs> so. Um, okay. Brian at Schaub. catcher, Brian Shaw, four positions. Uh, at catcher, I've got Victor Martinez. Okay, who his playing career was two thousand two to two thousand nine with the guard. This is just either Cleveland. Yeah, years, yeah. So yeah. You just give their Cleveland. Years. This is just, yeah. Well, actually, no. I don't, I've got two. It's, it's I've got two that overlap because Martinez and this other guy played on opposite sides for quite a bit. So actually, I'm way off. So I have two guys. That, that's what will kill you. Yes, because then you have to like figure out who you compromise, what position, yep. and that's why yeah, this exercise that, made me so pissed off. 
Yeah. Yeah. So mine's going to be like a much better roster. Yeah. Yours is going to so look better. Yeah, yours is going to look better. Your roster is already 50 times better than mine in that position. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Same. <laughs> well, okay. Okay. So again, so there's two overlaps here. Okay. So, all right. So Victor Martinez is catcher. Uh, the way I looked at it was played with the Cleveland Indians from 02 to 09. That was how I looked at sure. it. Um, yep. And I, I actually want you guys to do it this opposite way, and I'll do it the other way because now I got to know. Oh, yeah. So so we'll, this will be a fun follow-up. We can do a part two. So this could be a part one episode. Yeah. So, all right, Victor Catcher, first base. I have Mike Hargrove. Oh, yeah, not bad, not bad. Ooh, played, I like that. Played with the Indians from 1979 to 1985. Uh, and had quite a good career with Cleveland. Hit 292, 396 on base percentage in seven seasons. Um, had a whopping 33 homers. Um, not that that matters, but he had a 121 or a 116 OPS plus in those seven years with Cleveland. So that's not bad. Cause I was, I was telling Chris before we recorded that my, where I got, I got backed into a corner, even doing it this way was at first base. So yeah. Um, second base, I have Nap Lajoie, uh, Mm -hmm. played 1902 to 1914 with Cleveland. Okay. Um, and then this is where I guess I get the cheat code. Third base, I have Jose Ramirez, no doubt. Yeah. 20, 2013 to now. So there's your cheat code for that. Um, shortstop, I have Lou Boudreaux. Yeah, nineteen thirty-eight to nineteen fifty. Yeah, played with Cleveland. Left field. Uh, I have Albert Bell, nineteen eighty-nine to nineteen ninety-six. That one was a no-brainer. That was the one, Chris, that I was like, that was the no-brainer for me. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> those, that that was like that, center fielder. I was say Albert Bell's career. I mean, granted, he only played like what twelve years overall. His time in mm-hmm. Cleveland and even into Chicago, that's like Hall of Fame worthy numbers. If he could have just played for oh, for oh sure, five more years, just psycho. Yeah, yeah, like absolutely. Like if he could have been nicer to the media it. and and not you know try to kill kids on Halloween <coughs> and played for five more years, those are Hall of <laughs> that's Fame. That's what numbers. made me pick him. <laughs> the Halloween story. That's what made me pick him was his his the the his disdain for kids on Halloween. Nice. I will tell you this: his. See if this loads. I don't know why it's not loading for me. Um, I'm trying to give you the the averages on on his. There it is. I I truly oh. believe there might not be a better four year stretch than what he what Albert Bell did from 1993 to 1996, where he had he had three he hit 315, 402 on base, a, a 166 OPS plus. He had 172 homers and 161 doubles. Jesus. Like, you, uh, uh, oh my God. Hold on, hold on. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And 504 RBIs for good measure. Jesus. In those that's four like years. Bon- that that's is. like Bonds ass. I was going to say. That was Bonds. That's, that's Bonds, Bonds yeah. at his peak. And you know who else was really good? It's. I mean, not to that level that we don't ever talk about. And he almost made my team. 
What's Barry Bonds' dad? Bobby. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, we just don't think about, we don't think a lot about how, like, good Barry Bonds was before he was, like, a monster. Like a, like a, right. store, a roided yeah. out scary monster man. You know? The other thing, too, is, I know we're going down the rabbit hole of Albert Bell here a little bit, but, like, I'm looking at his 1994 numbers. And because of that strike shortened year, he only had 412 at bats and he had 35 doubles and 36 homers and 101 RBIs in, he was hitting 357 that Jesus year. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's the best season ever. That, that was going to, I mean, that would have been, he would have had the, he would have had the first 50, 50 season that year and then done it again back to back. Could you imagine if he had back to back fifty homer, fifty RB, uh, fifty double seasons, that would have been. Ugh, I love it. Um, speaking, of, but speaking of Barry down. Bonds, um, if you go from his rookie season to his nineteen ninety eight season when he was thirty three years old, so what are we talking? Thirteen seasons or so, he had over four hundred home runs in that span. I know. And then God. I Brady but again, did. I don't I do not blame him for doing what everybody else yeah, was yeah. doing. Right. I mean so like again, I mean we've talked about this a lot, is like everybody's got their opinions on that, but that was the era, you know? So I don't know why he gets uh, you know, uh, thrown. I mean, I, I know was, why he gets thrown under yeah, the bus, yeah. but he wasn't cozy with media. Speak. Okay, so speaking of Barry Bonds, like David Ortiz, mm. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. Uh, in five years, from two thousand to two uh, two thousand four, Barry Bonds. <laughs> so five seasons, Barry Bonds averaged fifty two home runs a season and one hundred nine RBI while batting three thirty nine. His OPS plus over that span was 241. Dude. I mean, that's the, that was the height of like, him, you know, and, and, and the home runs. But my goodness. Sometimes I look at like, sometimes I look at that four year stretch where he won the four straight MVPs and I look at his like walk numbers. It was those four seasons and the I season love the walk before. Numbers. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. my God. Well, look at that. Okay, if you take out even two thousand, dude. So if you take out two thousand, just make it a one to oh four. He had a two fifty six OPS plus. It's insane. It's insane. Is that what you were? Is that what you said? Or would you do you include two thousand? So yeah, take that one out. <laughs> it's like I mean, he had he had two hundred and thirty two walks in oh four. Yeah. And he hit 45 homers. Well, even just looking at the walks oh, to strikeout in that, that four-year span, it was 755 oh. walks to 239 strikeouts while hitting nearly 350. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I, I, I don't care what I... That is something else. I will say this. Taking steroids does not help you hit a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. It helps you recover and, and, and stay healthy and be able to average, you know, uh, Still not 430, 430 right. game or four, 143 games a season, you know, almost 600 games over that four year stretch. Hey, but 
I'll tell you what, how many 42 year olds, even, even if you're roided out, how many, how many 42 year olds are going to hit 276 with a 480 on base and give you 28 homers in 340 at bats? Like, I, the, the thing is, like, the thing about Barry Bonds is that he had a swing that nobody can replicate. There is no, nobody has ever had faster hands and a better turn and whip with that bat ever. Like Manny Ramirez, maybe. Um, It was super effortless. It was, it was a great swing. You, you could, there was nowhere you could pitch him. No. Which is why everybody just walked him. Yeah. It's crazy. Seven time MVP. I forget about that. God. Oh man, seven-time MVP, fourteen-time Silver Slugger, two batting titles, eight gold gloves, eight-time gold glove, yeah, all the way up to ninety-eight. Yeah, crazy God, good God, yeah, video game. It's a video game. Do you think Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Pirate fans just like drown themselves every night thinking about how good those early '90s teams were? Uh, No, because they got McCutcheon back. (laughs) uh good point good point uh yes yes they most certainly do uh i i got a couple i got a couple friends so close to the world series i got a couple friends who um you know born and raised in pittsburgh and the 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 pirates aren't even on their radar anymore because it's been just their whole lifetime of nothing of nothingness and sadness and you know, oh hey, remember that the three year stretch when we made it to the world uh, the wild card game? That was awesome. Right. Right. Like we So yeah, no, they they've they they've all but moved on from that team, which is a shame because that stadium is it's a top three stadium in all of Major League Baseball. Yeah. But I digress. Back to the list, Steven. Yes. Okay. So, uh, I got two left center fielder, uh, Tris speaker, who I believe you probably figured I'd pick, um, 1916 to 1926 played with Cleveland. And if I'm not mistaken is like the only guy to ever have three 20 game hitting streaks in the same season. If I, uh, read my factoid correctly. Um, and then right field, that's not bad. Oh. Right field, because again, I guess I cheated here and uh, I had a little bit of an easier time. I picked Rocky Calavito, okay, who played Ooh, nice. 1955 to 59 and then 65 to 67 with Cleveland. So the way I constructed my roster, I had no overlap whatsoever. Except for, so I basically except for Logie, was able to choose someone. Except for Nap and. Um... And uh, no, I those two no Naplajway played till 1914 with Cleveland, and Tris Speaker played 1916. Oh, so the way I constructed it, it actually is mm, okay. Okay, in that so none that of them that would have been a third <clears throat> one. That would have been a, a a pain in the ass. What would have been the third I, one? I was running that uh, Lajway and Speaker. I I was mm-hmm. debating those two. Because of that okay. annoying year overlap yeah. they had. But that would have been a third one. But um very solid list. Well they did no, they don't have an overlap. Yeah, Those in, in their didn't. careers they do. 
in their oh, careers yeah, 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 they yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, so you would have had to choose. So again, I it's fun to look at it as like just the Cleveland years because you still get like somebody good from every era. Oh yeah. So I can, I, I'm very excited to f- see your pain because I didn't even think about like their entire <laughs> careers. Fab. So Fab. I'm, I need to know now. So you said you spent about three yeah. hours on this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I probably, about, probably, probably right there with you too. So I, I apologize. Oh, <laughs> and, like, I, well, let's do, we got to like, do part two. To it was this. so frustrating. Because I got like so close, oh yeah, to having like five Hall of Famers on mine, and then there, and then I would like mix something up, and then I I have to change one thing, and it, it was just like this huge ripple effect. Sure, and it was j- just how long the careers would last was like just the ultimate killer. Like at one point, I my my outfield was just stunning, and then I had to make some concessions but now my infield's really great like my infield's amazing and my outfield's pretty solid too uh but but yeah it was uh it was it was a lot harder than i thought it was going to be and then you i, you know I could be think a che- you guys were like no pitcher and i was like okay good yeah god you know who could be a cheek and i don't know if he, either of you guys picked him but a cheat code guy could, well, maybe not because of like his late weird career but grady sizemore could have been a cheat see code i was guy. thinking about Dude, i was thinking I was, about I was, him too him. But his late career made me get rid of him. Well, and I also yeah, he fucked almost us. had I almost had Quan or Jimenez in, so I could go like I to expand as like, much so, as I yeah, wanted. Yeah. But I oh, I yeah. didn't. So like Grady Sizemore, if you added him, you couldn't use anybody like takes out Jose, Jose or Lindor. Victor, you couldn't use Jose. Yeah, like he he rules out because he mm-hmm. goes to 2015. And then Tommy, who I wanted. Tommy was here forever, or he was like he went till 2012. So then you lose Victor, but you could pair him with with Jose. Like there's so many. Yeah, it just these 19 year careers, man. Yeah, yeah, they kill you. The Hall of Fame careers just absolutely. Yeah, kill yeah, you. and you so, want Hall of Famers? I, yes, you, you want do. The best lineup, right? So it's, all right. So I'm I I can't wait to do this on mine like the other way because this just sounds like a nightmare. So fast. So let me ask it. you this. It's fine. It was. Yeah, how many Hall of Famers made your roster? Uh, three with a possible fourth. Okay, one. Hopefully, one. Okay, day. okay. So I'm I'm in that same camp. Um, everybody but one made an. Everyone but one made multiple All Stars. Oh, see, I have, I have three guys who have who didn't make All Stars, but I only mm. have one guy. Yeah, I found some weird. I found some weirdos, but I only have one guy with an OPS plus below 100. Mm. But Super that guy solid. did win. Yeah, I, he did win the league MVP in a season. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So that's kind of like that's pretty. All right, I got to hear these. Who wants to go first? Okay, I'll, I'll go. Yeah, yeah, I'll go. yeah. Fabs, you go. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So let's go with um, my worst player by far, uh, Kelly Shopik. He's my catcher. <laughs> oh, oh my whoa. god. <laughs> Okay. Um, that was uh, that was a sacrifice I had to make because mm-hmm. I wanted Jose Ramirez on this team. Mm-hmm. Kelly Shopik started in 05. He went till 13. He got D- DFA'd in June of 2013, and Jose made his uh, his uh, you know premiere at the show September 1st of 2013. Fabs, you're keeping so, it tight. You're keeping <laughs> those careers tight. I like it. 
super tight. Yes. Um, okay. So Kelly Shopik, garbage, but career two twenty three hitter. But I wanted to do this in the spirit of the Guardians front office. So I went with a really low hitting catcher. Good so defensive I, low I hitting catcher. Oh, I love that. Um, all right. Hal Trotsky is my first baseman. That's a nice pick. His rookie year was twenty nineteen thirty five thirty four. Uh, he played a couple games at the end of the 33 season, but didn't overlap with someone else who played in the 33 season. He's the first guardian to hit over 40 home runs in the season. He hit 162 RBIs and 42 home runs in the 1936 season. And he was a career 302 hitter. Yep. So that's, that's that solid. was my first baseman. Nap Lajoie, of course, yep. 1896 to 1916. So that made me not be allowed to pick Shoeless Joe, who yep. I really wanted yep. on his team. Uh, Hall of Famer. He's one of my three Hall of Famers. Career 339 hitter, over 3,000 hits. Triple crown winner in 1901. Okay, that's my second base. Oh, wow. All right, short shortstop. So my, my infield's pretty pretty great. Um, Joe Sewell. Oh, that's a nice 1920 one. 1920 to 1933. Hall of Famer, 312 career average, over 2,200 hits. And he was on the 1920 World Series team. Third base, Jose Ramirez. He started September 1st of 2013. And he's my hopeful future Hall of Famer. Yeah. All right, we go, go to outfield. Right field, this is a little bit of a concession, but it was really slim pickings with, uh, basically I had the 70s left mm-hmm. to work with. Um, and I, I Wait, wanted, who's your shortstop? Uh, card, uh, Joe Sewell, Hall of Famer. Who's your third baseman? Jose. Uh, Jose. Oh, okay, okay. And then te- okay. second base is Knapp. Um, right okay. field is George Hendrick, played 1971, 1988, four-time All-Star, two-time Silver Slugger. Oh. So we got some pop in there. Okay. Center fielder, Larry Doby, 1947 to 1959, seven-time All-Star, Hall of Famer, and one of the key contributors of that 1948 World Series mm-hmm. team. And I needed a psychopath on this team. <laughs> So I had to go with Albert Bell, <laughs> 1989 nice. to 2000. Nice. So my okay. my lineup is batting first is Lajoie, Sewell is second, Jose is third, Bell is fourth, Dobie is fifth, George Kendrick is sixth, Trotsky is seventh, and rounding it out is Kelly Shopik in eighth. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. Maybe, you know what, Steve? That's good. Steve, you know what we should do for yours, and maybe yours alone, add in DH. Add in mm-hmm. one hitter. Doesn't necessarily maybe have to be a DH. Now that I'm thinking about this. Because I'm kind of curious. Like maybe to see if I could throw in a DH. You throw in a DH, and then maybe at least with that, because Fabs, I didn't even do a lineup. I, I just did chronological order um with mine, because that's how my stupid brain right, works right now. Um and but putting that lineup together, that's that's that, that's the next level. So I like that. It was really fun, though. It was it was very challenging, yeah, uh, but really fun. And and it's just like it, it was like interesting of like where I wanted to compromise. Sure. For the longest time, I had Tommy in there, and I was just like, God, I can't do it because I because I was just like, well, I can either just throw away one position because I really wanted Jose on this team, mm-hmm. um, and having Victor on there didn't allow me to have Tommy, so I was just like, whatever. And then I, I went with Albert Bell um, but just because I, I was able to find a first baseman sure. who gave me some pop who was also sure. like really good. No, so. I like that. I like this that. This is going to – so 
This is extremely tough. So while you guys are talking, I'm looking for a DH that doesn't overlap with any of these other years. But just a hitter. Just get a hitter, so, too. Like, go back to, like... That's what I'm picking. I'm just trying to pick a hitter. Yeah, yeah I'm just yeah. trying to pick a hitter. Um, don't, you don't, and it gets dicey. Don't, you don't necessarily have to do it today. Maybe, like, when we recap this, we'll uh, we'll do our, you know, Cleveland careers non-overlapping and come up with a lineup for those teams. I think those teams are going to be a little more solid uh, because um, Fabs, you kept on throwing the word, you know, no doubt uh, you had to make, you know, some concessions and you had to, uh, you know, kind of, uh, well, you know, what position am I willing to kind of punt on? Um, and like I said, I only have one guy with an OPS plus below 100, which I, I was pretty happy about. And he was a league MVP at one during one season. So, uh, I, I, I thought that was a good find. Um, yeah. Nice. And I'm, I'm, so I'm going to start in chronological order with the present to going back in time. Um, so my first guy was Jose. Um, 2013 to present day, obviously. We know Jose. I mean, it's easy. That's an easy time all-star. His career OPS plus is 129. Like, Hopefully, like you said, Fab's a uh, Hall of Famer um, in the future. Uh, I really wanted to keep Jim Tomey, so I did. Uh, 1991 to 2012. Like um, obviously a Hall of Famer, five-time All-Star. You know, we can go on and on and on. Jim Tomey made his Major League debut September 4th of 1991. Remember <laughs> that date. Because in about 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you something that's really, really fun. <laughs> and my first concession. My first concession was that catcher. Fabs, I, I, you and I were Perfect. thinking alike. We went with the, uh, you know, you know, uh, willing, willing to let go on, on, on uh, a position here, just like uh, the current front office operates. But this gentleman, for his career, was a 266 hitter. Uh, a 100 OPS plus. He is the he is one of only two catchers yeah. to ever have caught two perfect games. Lenny Barker's oh, okay, and Dennis Martinez. He was a 1989 World Series uh, winner with the A's. Ron Hasey. He played from 1978 to 1991. His last right. game was September 3rd of 1991. Nice. <laughs> yes. You know, yes. All right. Uh, my next one was That's wild. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, when I said I kept it tight, like there, there's another one coming up too. Um, towards, towards the end of my roster. Uh, the next one is uh, Boog Powell or Bog Powell. I like that. Um, he uh, was a 1970 MVP, four-time All-Star, two-time World Series winner. Probably best known uh, for his time with the Orioles. He's he's an outfielder on my my roster. Played from '61 until 1977. Um. I like this one in that he only played with Cleveland for two seasons. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes. it's amazing! So, in a so, seventeen-year so, career, that's the other thing. 
that's the other thing. When constructing this list, you have to find those guys where you're like, holy cow, yeah. like that dude yeah. played in Cleveland, like sweet, like I'm taking right. him uh, because that's one that like people just don't think about. Oh, no, 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 Ever. no, not you know? at all. Yeah, not at all. Um, so that's a uh, real forgotten one. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, my second that's baseman was Bobby Avila, three-time all-star. He won the batting title in 1954. He was a, Oh, I know all about him. He was a, I was looking him up too. Were <laughs> you too? Career 104 OPS yeah. plus, uh, 281 lifetime, um, lifetime uh, hitter. Uh, he played for Cleveland for a good chunk of his career from 49 to, um, uh, to 58, uh, played, um, was that 50? Yeah, and then played for Baltimore, uh, Boston, and um, the Milwaukee Braves following that. Um, so like I said, 49 to 59. A um, little bit of a gap uh, with my next guy. Uh, Hall of Famer, Earl uh, Avril, playing center field. Nice. Uh, six-time All-Star, 133, uh, OPS+. Plus. Lifetime 318 hitter. Uh, 238 home rounds, too. I mean, not too shabby for you know that era. This is where it really started getting tricky for me, too, because I wanted guys like Lo- uh, Naploji and Shoeless Joe, and and uh, it, it didn't work out. But um, <clears throat> I did find a real just fun name to play shortstop. And... Uh, this is the one guy who, who he's uh, 87 OPS plus, uh, but he was the 1925 league MVP, Roger Peckinpah. Oh, yeah. Nice. So um, actually, I want to look at something, Steve, uh, because I think I had it up before. But yeah, he played from 1910 to 1927. Um, yeah, and he's buried right by over over by you. Oh, in Lakeview? Yeah. Uh, well, no. Yeah, it's uh, Steve's backyard, in fact. Actually, in your backyard. Um, <laughs> yeah. In your backyard. But he's a Cleveland Sweet. He's a Cleveland uh, or, or an Ohio guy, born in Worcester and went to East Tech here in Cleveland. Uh, but he's buried in a cemetery in Mayfield. So that was kind of cool. Is it is it Lakeview? It's, or no, he's in Mayfield. It's, it's in Mayfield. Uh, Acacia Masonic Memorial Park. Oh, cool. I think I know where that's at. Let me double check. This is really good, you know, content. I'm sure. Yeah, this is good fodder <laughs> this is, for the This is for great content. I'll have to. Yeah. Yeah, but he. I'll have to look. Well, I think, isn't Ray Chapman? He's at um, Lakeview. Yeah. Hugh. By the way, yeah. by the way, going through some of these lists, I found a bunch of guys who are like buried in and around Cleveland. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting, actually. That actually be a exercise. fun. Yeah, that would be a fun like pe- like thing to map out. Yeah, 
this exercise was really cool. Oh, I still have one more. It I'm, gave me like a sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So yeah. So rounding it out um, was Elmer Flick, an outfielder, played from 1898. <laughs> That's a great name. Oh, so. Flick played uh, from 1898 to 1910. His last game was July 4th of 1910. Uh, career 148 OPS plus, 313 uh, career batting average. Led the league in uh, batting average in the 1905 season as well. And he's a Hall of Famer. Also another Cleveland area guy. Uh, September 15th, 1910. <laughs> so again, I'm scared keeping it I... tight. Like the Tommy and Hassey one, that was that was crazy. You know, one day apart. I'm going back and forth. I'm like, am I, am I seeing things? I'm like, am I getting these dates wrong? I'm like, that can't be. But yeah, it's it's a it's right. a challenge. Man. Like like getting down down and dirty on like the actual dates. Of of debuts and stuff. That's big shout out to baseball reference. I don't know how we would have done this without that. We um, wouldn't have done this. Yeah, um, we would, I would have just I, been I, like I, that. That's a fun idea. No, no, yeah, thanks. like yeah, no, this would have been terrible. Oh, okay. So, all right, dude. So I know where this. Um, I know where Acacia Memorial Park is. I've it's on Som Center in, in that's Mayfield. What I thought. I've gone past it numerous times. That's what I thought. Um, it was on Som. Yeah. All right. Well, shoot. I'm, I'm taking the kids there this weekend. We're nice. going to look at some graves. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, I'll tell you this. Uh, as you were mentioning some like older names, it just had me like going down a rabbit hole a little bit as I was listening of eras. And I think I may have somebody who f- still fits this format on mine where I, where you add a DH. Yeah. So I, th- and this is a name nobody's mentioned yet. Um, I believe I believe this works. So I've got as my DH in this scenario. And and again, I I only used like their stats from like Cleveland yeah, years yeah. and stuff. So it's a fun, it's a fun exercise in that regard. Yeah. Um and so it's, a, it's just like a different twist on it, but I am going with Lou Fonseca. So mm. Lou Fonseca played Five years with Cleveland from 1927 to 1931. And so that was like the, that was one gap of an era that I had no, he played one year after Tris Speaker. So that overlap was okay. Um, and Lou Fonseca hit 337, had a 116 OPS plus with Cleveland in those five years. Um, you know, that that was like an average guy, like didn't mm-hmm. never never struck out, never walked, um, which actually fits pretty pretty nice now. So I'll tell you, I, I would have Lou Fonseca for sure right. at the top of my lineup <laughs> now, but yeah, he he would be an interesting DH because after that I don't have much room. It would be like either the seventies, which like woof would be kind of a woof. like. <laughs> Dead zone. Yeah, void. It's if I'm looking for an, a DH, yeah, uh, maybe not. I think that I think that um, actually went into like so yeah. part of my mindset of, you know, there were actually some good players in the '80s in Cleveland. 
you know, where I had to make, you know, like some some tough choices. But my goodness, you know, late 60s and 70s and probably even early, early 80s, probably like 81, 82. That was a void. Oh, yeah, it was rough. That makes it. Yeah, that makes it tough because then you like are just like you have no ability to even like like you could be like, well, I guess like Joe Charbonneau. If you wanted to, you know, well, that actually is funny that you mentioned Joe Charbonneau, because as I was doing this, I was like, and this is really, I mean, this would be really, really kind of crazy, but like, take a look at like a guy's time in Cleveland, but limit it to like two to three seasons. So take like Elbert Bell, like you just said, you know, before from like, like 94 to like 96 Elbert Bell. He's your left fielder. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you know, it'd be all right. Wait, I mean, Joe Charbonneau okay. didn't even play like three you know, good be, seasons in, in fairness to this, you know, for this, but like, Hey, he still has a career. He still had a career one fifteen OPS plus because he played like two and a half seasons. <laughs> <laughs> and he, had a, he, and he had won the rookie the of the rookie. year. Like, well, let me, let me say this. All right. Here's where we can get crazy. Here's where we can go next level with this is here's we're going to do a series of these part two is going to be the reverse where i have to do i have to hurt my brain and you guys do uh the nine with the dh okay perfect then what we do is what you just said chris where we pick maybe we maybe we just do like their best season with cleveland best season we do a full 26 man a full twenty-six oh. man roster, where I like that they each you pick their best season with Cleveland, but it never can overlap. Oh, does that oh make sense? God. Yes. Oh yeah, I'm already just racking Domi Bell. Oh yeah, because I mean, well, staggering that. So, but game. but or or maybe not best. Maybe we have to like be careful on how we phrase that because you know I, I would have to go back and double check, but you know. Let's say you wanted Albert Bell's 96 season, but you wanted Jim Tomey's 96 season. And you're like, okay, well, I'm going to take Bell's 96 and I'll take Tomey's 97. How about there has to be a, how about there has to be a season gap between anybody? So like okay, that you, you can never do concurrent. Like you can never do um, over like, um, like back to back season. So like if you took Bell's 95, you, you'd have to take Tomey's 97 or 96. If you take 95. Right. And then you can take Ramirez's 99. Oh, yeah. And then you have to build a, a true roster. Full roster. An entire. We so you can be like, well, I want. Be crazy. I want, like, I want Corey Kluber's 2017, yeah. which means I'll take Shane Bieber's 2020. I mean, a good thing with our pitchers. With Cliff Lee and Sebastian, which means I'll take Cor- which means I'll take time. Cliff Lee's. You know, you could pick. Yeah, I mean, Sebastian's Cy Young. Thing. We could get Cliff Lee Cy Young. You can get yeah. Bieber Cy Young and Kluber Cy Young. So you get four Cy Young Pitching like, award seasons. Part, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. I think you should be like, well, and I'll take Bob Feller's whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, that would be fun. I would, I would enjoy, and then like bullpen would be cool too because you could do like, give me, 
you know, Emmanuel Clase's 2022, give me Cody Allen's whatever, give me uh friggin give me some random ass Bob Wickman year, I don't know. Give me Jose, I don't know. It would be Jose an in there, but not as a closer just to piss him off. My my sixth inning guy. Yeah. So yeah, that would be cool. Um I mean it starts to get, now we start to go down this crazy rabbit hole, but I I like it. Oh, this is this is what I love. This is partially it, what I live it, for. The kids in this, yeah. This was it really is like, cool because, w- like, going to the old guys, it just gave you like a really good sense of. It was really cool to see how embedded in the baseball history, like Cleveland's mm-hmm. team is. Like it, it was just like really fun to. Go back because I mean it, it, the hardest thing was what to do with that like 1890s to like 1940 when you had all these Hall of Famers, yep, and just I, I we I'm in Wikipedia. It's just like rabbit holing about just different different things happening, seeing who the winners of different postseason um, uh, series were, and it it was just it was cool. I, I'm glad you know. Obviously, I you know I really. I pray we get a World Series one day soon, um, but I I'm really glad you know we're fans of a team uh, that does have such like a rich history, mm-hmm. and it's not you know, it, and it's still like a relevant history. Like the Pirates, we talked about them earlier, and you know that would suck to. I mean, they they had that one famous World Series, 1960, I think, and then it's just like that's kind of it. Like they had a stretch run in the 90s. But they have been nothing since then. Or, I mean, yeah, we're or even a team that has had some success, like the Rays, who are constantly under the threat of moving. Same with the A's. You know, like totally, yeah. Those are two. And the Rays, right. I mean, they've only been around since the nineties. Like mm-hmm. that's like it's fun going back and seeing, like, just some of the the names. Like, it's so many Hall of Famers. I for for a you know a smaller market it's it's really it's amazing yeah yeah it's it's cool that and i i was just as you were saying that i was like um look i was just looking this up to see like the number of hall of famers by team and the cleveland was well, indians here but guardians are tied for fifth in let, most let me guess, Hall of Famers. One and two are probably the Yankees and Cardinals. Um, Cardinals are three. Wow. It has it here as the New York Giants. Oh, yeah. Having uh, okay. 20. They had in 20 inductees. So, like, I guess that makes sense, given that they, they went for probably a pretty a long time. Yeah, Dodgers probably have a fair amount. If you count, actually, not really. No. So, Dodgers combined, even <clears throat> Brooklyn and Los Angeles, only have sixteen. Hmm. Wow! Wow! Which would put them up pretty high, but not like absurdly. So the Yankees have twenty-seven, and I don't even know when the hell this was updated. So, like, <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm maybe this is old. But they have, th- this list has 27 for the Yankees, 20 for the Giants of New York, 
18 for the Cardinals, 14 for the Cubs, and then the White Sox, Indians, and Pirates were tied with 13. So, but the funny thing is, like, when you think about the Indians slash Guardians, if they only, if they, if this is updated and they have 13, you could look at like Albert Bell, Kenny Loft, and Jose Ramirez and say they should have 16 right there. And even though he's a psycho, Omar Vizquel is better. Yeah, he's like a great, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's awesome. Well, and then Manny Ramirez, I mean, Manny Ramirez, but like, I guess some of these guys wouldn't go in, but they wouldn't go in as. I don't know how they do that. I don't know what they're. I guess it must be who they, they get to pick. Yeah, I'll say the, the players. The, the player gets. To well, pick I mean, who they, I, they say by primary team here, so I wonder how they're choosing that. It must be how they how they pick it. The only guy um, that I kind of can remember who didn't get to pick was Gary Carter. I think he wanted to go in as a Met, and baseball was like, mm, we don't have any Expos in the Hall of Fame. You're going in as an Expo. <laughs> You're an expo. Like I and, and I think so I think this is yeah, this is updated. This is updated. So yeah, so like now the question will be they'll probably will they start a new list for Guardians? Because No, it's the same franchise. I see it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Franchise-wise. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Buffalo Bisons have 3 Hall of Famers. The Cleveland nice. Spiders have two Hall of Famers. Let me guess one of those is Cy Young. Uh, it has to be. Well, but they don't go in as Spiders, so like that's a weird... Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm a big fan of old... Like, I, I really just... I, I was thinking about this a couple of days ago. Um, I, I really love like the origins of our, of our three big sports. Like I, NHL, I know has interesting origins too. I'm just not super familiar. Um, but like, I love all the ABA pre NBA merger, the crazy teams and just Mm -hmm. like what basketball used to be like. Baseball history is obviously like super rich and amazing. But then football, football is like fascinating because as I just see like an XFL commercial at, you know, at some point, in our parents' lifetime, that's what's so cool about football. It's it's still like relatively young. Mm-hmm. Um, in our yeah. parents' lifetime, like the Super Bowl became like a real thing. Like it, it, it caught on. Like it isn't well, so old that it's like it. It's it's only one only right. twenty one years older than me. That is wild. Yeah, and like if you think and like when you think back to like the ABA and like the um, what what was the other football league? That was operating AFL. AFL. There was uh, a AAFL. Yeah, like like imagine like if this was like the '60s and like suddenly the XFL caught on, right? And like the NFL was like, "Oh fuck, we have to do something about this. We better merge." And then like out of nowhere, right. just like six more teams joined the NFL in like four years, and like we suddenly it was like whatever dumbass named XFL teams just like joined the NFL. Charlotte Guardians. That was like, or the Dragons. The dra- a Dragons team. I think so. The so Dragons, Desperados, yeah. or whatever, or the Renegades. Desperados. Yeah, that would be like. That was what it was because it was just like, well, we got to grow the league, so we got to add. Well, we'll pick these four. In that sense, like 
to the to the or NHL used to do that. NHL used know? to do that. There's some there's some really wacky and goofy histories there. Um, in regards to the NFL, I th- I think you will see an expansion. Um, you know, to forty teams eventually. Yeah, I mean, even in baseball, NFL, even in baseball, I mean, the NFL like baseball wants to get to thirty-two teams desperately. The only way I will tell you this: the only way baseball will get, well, they'll definitely get the thirty-two teams. But like, but here's how it's going to happen: the only way baseball is going to, if baseball is ever going to want to like grow beyond the thirty-two, is and they seem to already be taking that path is make the game accessible the way football has, where you have like like no more regional sports networks where it's like, if you have a, if you have this thing, you can watch any game you want and yes, it's accessible to where everybody can watch baseball all the time. Yeah. And stop gatekeeping 99% of baseball games 100%. for fans. 100%. It's the worst. That, Cause the way that people love football, dude, like I was looking at, I was looking at um, some chart that, was put together that was like the top like 50 TV audiences for 2022 broadcast or cable I think so like so and of the 50 probably I guarantee probably like 40 were football audience size yes that's exactly right so between college and NFL like 35 36 37 were no, 39 would have been NFL, and then the college football final would have been 40. And then it was just random smatterings of like, oh, the Olympics one time and yep. uh, a World Cup game. And then um, like some other random, uh, not even Oscars, but just random bullshit. And then the rest were football. So like football is going to go till it blows up. Like you're, we're going to get years where we're going to have like 40 teams. You're going to have. 16 seed playoffs like it's going to be insane and then eventually it'll collapse on itself but like absolutely it's yes. going to be weird it will yeah because they're just going to I mean they're just I mean it's it's the American sport like as much as I hate and, and well, this, to say this it. kind of ties into something that we were talking about before we started recording with sports gambling you know that um, has really made football something that casual fans now care about because it's <clears throat> it's so easy to bet on. You know, whether you're making actual bets or you're doing something like fantasy football, and like you said, it's in your living room with you know different packages that you can buy and you can watch you know every game you want to. You know, the NFL Network was really kind of ahead of its time too. Um, They've really, yeah, it's so funny. They've really, it's so funny. Marketed it to be such. Even fantasy baseball is is like inaccessible because it's like who, who among a normal, what normal person wants to pay attention to their fantasy baseball team every single day for six months. Yeah. It's a lot. It's, <laughs> yeah, I, I did it's one, like, and it was exhausting. I love it. Like I prefer fantasy baseball, but I know I'm just one of the psychos, and Chris is too. Most definitely. So 
I know we're just, we're the, the maniacs. Um, but yeah, you know, and if I, baseball, I don't worry about so much because they'll, they'll move slow on that front, but football, dude, they're going to like, at some point the floodgates will open and you're going to be like seeing they're going to have the Mexico team. They're going to have. The Germany uh, team, like the Germany, the, yeah, they'll, they'll, that was a pretty cool experience. They'll probably have a whole division in Europe if they can find four cities, which I think they've probably really identified two with London and that was Berlin, right? Uh, yeah, yes, Berlin. I, was, yes, I think so those two cities are are, are large enough and, and have the appetite enough for it. They just got to find two more cities over there to house teams. What would you just think? It's like, it's just like, I mean, why the games? I don't know. I don't think American football will ever be a global sport. Well, take a look at any of these like world cup football things. You, it's always us and Canada in the finals. And even then it's still, you know, the U.S. dominating Canada in that. No country has, I mean, it's probably not the best, it's not like the best thing, but like no country has the psychos that the U.S. does. The only thing I like, can think of would be like Australia. <laughs> unless it would. And like New Zealand. Because, and like, because it's so close to, yeah, you know, like, like got, rugby. Right. If they got some like, rugby like you know rugby castoffs to to play or something like that like i feel like they could match the insanity of like an american team but like there's something about like american football that like our culture is just like the the reckless abandon is just maybe like not evident in other other countries i don't know yeah. like other countries must look at american football like what the fuck are they doing oh yeah they're they're definitely just Further, you know, enforces how psychotic our country is. Yeah, I, I would agree. I'd say, by yeah, and large. I mean, there, there really is there. I that's it's true that like there is no sport that better encapsulates America, uh, the United States, than football because it's it's a it's a only we're the only country where we would say like I'm going to put on a helmet, I'm going to bash my head into that wall, basically for my career and like it's a violent game we're the most violent country on the planet uh it's the dumbest game because and we're the dumbest country on the planet <laughs> because you you're talking you're talking about a sport where like you know they're like it's a game of inches and every inch matters but you've got dumbass 75 year old referees yeah. putting the ball wherever they fucking feel like yeah so like yeah like <laughs> With all the technology available to them, and they still mess it that's up, the and funny, every game seemingly ends on some terrible call. That's the funny that thing is, no sense to anybody. for as much money as that league makes as a whole, they can't chip a ball and have GPS tracking of where the ball needs to be placed. They can't have a headset from uh, having like a ref or two up in the booth, you know, where they're trying to monitor everything, and they can't get refs. You know, like you said, I mean, 70-year-old referee is an exaggeration. I get it. But 
you have guys twice the age of some of these players trying to keep up with them in oh, a yeah, physical just running, and just running like, down the sideline. Like, how have they not gone to these college campuses? You know, we all went to to OU. How have they not come to to a Mac school and going? Hey, like we understand that, like you know, two or three of you guys might get drafted and have an NFL career, but the other ones of you, have you thought about a career as a referee and fast track their asses up to the NFL to be refs? Why not take yeah, these like yeah, that that yeah, next yeah. tier of of player from the college ranks, put them into some program for two three years, and by the time they're twenty five years old. They're refing NFL games. Yeah, no, I like it, I, I agree. Baffles um, the mind. I mean, this weekend they with the wild card, they started doing that like mini live reviews where they would be like, "Oh, after discussing it, you know, we, we're changing the call in the field," and they got them right. But people, understandably, are like, "Wait, what is what? What is this new thing?" Yeah. Like, yeah, wait, what is this? Like, they started doing things what? In the bad. They started doing these, like, live reviews where it's, like, this expedited review thing where the refs talk on a headset to each other. Like, they make a call on the field. Um, there was a few that happened in yesterday's game, on, on uh, the uh, the Sunday games, um, where, you know, uh, and they weren't, like, you know, turnovers. They were, some of them were catches. Some of them were uh, spots, and mm-hmm. um, they weren't official reviews. Like, nobody threw a flag, but they changed the call. Like, they made a call, and then there was, like, 30 seconds that went by, and they were showing reviews, and then they're like, hey, after discussing it, uh, we've we've changed the call on the field. And so then that becomes so, the official call, and then everyone was like, wait, this is awesome, but, like, where has this been, and how that's does what I'm this asking, actually is like, work? So you're- you're telling me that they just rolled this out and are testing it during the playoffs? It It is something I've never seen before. And the consensus online <laughs> was like everyone else had not seen this having been. It was like reminiscent of like college where like every play is reviewed. It was like having a um, uh, the the eye in the sky that they have in like Premier League where you have like a fourth mm-hmm. official or whatever, a fifth official who is just like, oh, no, like move that spot, move it back a yard. Um, oh no, that like, that's a, that's a, a live ball. It's a fumble. Uh, he didn't mm-hmm. have possession. There was like two or three catches I could overturn where they said he didn't have possession of it. Uh, one of them was in the, um, the giants Vikings game. Um, hmm. and it was like super, it was awesome, but it was so bizarre. Cause I don't know what the rules around it were, but it was a thing. Again, the dumbest sport ever, because they just decide like, well, let's just test oh, it out during the playoffs. Yeah, they have different overtime rules in the playoffs. Um, that, that's that's another thing. And they're un- <laughs> like it's that right there. Like, like we're gonna have different rules in the playoffs. You're you're gonna play and and not to get like too too down, far down this, but did you guys see the the Joe Mixon fine for him after in week seventeen when he pulled out the quarter out of his glove and did the coin toss? Mm-hmm. And yeah. how much like, was it? I think it was like $15,000. And meanwhile, the guy from the Packers who was shoving uh, personal trainers all season long only got a $13,000 fine from what I saw. But 
I, Again, I can't think about that stuff too much, or it makes me just hate the NFL. Oh, like, yeah. I, I just, I, it's such a hard league to support. Um, yeah. But that's why I, I, yeah. That's why I just don't, yeah. I like disassociate when I watch uh, football sometimes. It's I like, do leave my body during those games. I'm just like, dumb, dumbest and violent, yeah. most violent sport for the dumbest and most violent country. But at the same time, like, there is like this animalistic part of me that, like, I, I like what I like football, right? You know, I, I, totally. I like watching these guys just like beat the living hell out of each other. So like, I know I'm not above it, but like, I at least can recognize it. So there's that. I don't know. Also, if that makes I, I feel like, but I feel like kids gravitate to it too, because like I, you know, my wife and I have talked about like, I, Steve, I know you're the same way. Uh, like our, we're not going to like let our kids play football. Um, and, uh, and like, I watch it, but like the kids never watch it with me. Like they, they don't, they don't really care about it at all. Um, and that's fine. Like I'll just kind of watch it on my phone or they'll do like a nap or they'll do an activity and I'll go watch like whatever game I wanted to watch. Um, but like, I think like my, my oldest William, his friends are starting to talk about football at school. So he's like, I, dad, the Chargers play this weekend. Like there's a playoff game. Like, let's watch it. So I got wings. Granted, they only watched it for a quarter, but then in the morning he's like, "Hey, did they win?" And I'm like, "Buddy, they lost in the most really miserable sadly. fashion." So, oh, God. yeah. But then he his quite next question was amazing. He was like, "Okay, what are the other teams that are left?" And he's like, "I think I'm going to go with the Bills or the Bengals. Those are really fun <laughs> teams." That's a really like, like healthy. <laughs> that's a super healthy way to look at it. Yeah. Like I'm glad yeah. that he. Yeah, but like, now he like wants to talk football. In the like cool. out in the driveway, and so like he's like in on it, and I have not like put this bug in his ear because uh, and then and then I was planning uh, they were the kids were asking me like who the Chargers play next year, and we're either going to go to the Bills Chargers at home or the Cowboys Chargers at home, so Ooh, we're going to have nice. a good some kind of good QB matchup. Yeah, what you should have done, what you should have done is like when he asked you if the Chargers won. You should have been like, I don't know, buddy, but I recorded it for you and then made him watch the whole thing. <laughs> the made whole him... thing. Yes. Watch the second. Watch the second <laughs> half. Really down. Excited. Oh, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> it's like you want to be a fan of the Chargers. You need to understand what they're like yeah, in the playoffs. Sit it. down and watch this. He's like, well, then he tries <laughs> not to offend me because he's like, it's OK. Like, I still like the Browns. I'm like, no, you don't have to like the Browns at all. They're terrible. Like, no, they the, don't. I'm save, asking don't. you. Save yourself. Yeah. Make a good team. Like. Yeah, like uh, Justin Herbert's a good quarterback. He's yeah, like, yeah, but the Chargers didn't win. I'm like, okay, I know. Just like choose a team. So like, my whole thing is like, I mean, I'm rooting for the Bills, uh, and I'll obviously be happy for Joe Burrow because uh, I I love Joe Burrow. But I'm rooting for the Bills. But I'm rooting for a Bills Eagles Super Bowl because like I'm all about. I want to do a fun. I'm hosting a Super Bowl party this year, so like I want to do my menu around the teams in the Super Bowl. So like that would be I think nice. the most fun. Yeah, you get some Philly cheesesteaks, you get some yeah. uh wings. Yeah, wings. Oh beef on rock. Yeah. Oh, dude, there's oh, some just there's some good culinary oh. some good culinary treats between those two. Oh, there really are. And I'm going to end up with like Yeah, that'd be a shame if you had to do like skyline like oh. make a skyline chili. Oh. Skyline dog spread for oh. No, I'm gonna, no, it's going to be Jacksonville, so it's going to be like cigarette butts and like Dallas cigarette Cowboys, butts, fake like tans. Yeah. 
I mean, I will always root if Jacksonville <laughs> makes the Super Bowl. Like, I'll have to root for them. Like, that is just oh yeah. Wild, all right, all right. Wild yeah. Franchise. Since you're the uh, the California co- correspondent, um, what is the culinary dish of choice from San Francisco besides Levi jeans? Okay, that would be Chipino. Oh my god, a seafood stew. Okay, my okay. God. That's uh, one thing I don't know. Very about hard that. to do though. Like that, that's or one you thing. Do some sourdough. Okay, sourdough is a safe like thing. Like a, a fondue, like a, a seafood mm. fondue would be really fun with sourdough. Some lobster bit, lobster like bisque you in a in a, a lobster or a cheese and crab type dip in, in a, with some sourdough. That's fun. There you go. Mm. Yeah, there you go. I like it's that. Not bad. Oh, That'd be good. Man, that's funny. <laughs> All right, what Jacksonville. Though, oh, not a lot boy. there. No, there's not. No. Yeah. Holy hell. Yeah, that was that was Jacksonville was the first city in Florida I had ever went to, and I was like, I never want to come back to this godforsaken state ever again. Oh my god, it is the it, that's that's enough. It, for oh, me. it was. I'm like, I, if I wanted to see cow pastures, like I'll just like get lost in like Ohio someplace, and I won't feel like I'm yeah. about to die because of everything else here, like Jacksonville. Like, if we have any listeners in Jacksonville, oh. sorry that we're putting your city down, but. But we are going to continue know. to do so. They know. Yeah. They, they like, does know. anybody they live know. in Jacksonville yeah. because they want to? Or is it just like out of like, well, this is where my job brought me. Like Shad Khan doesn't, well, Shad Khan is, doesn't want to even stay there. Speaking of that's London. True. There's your London team. Speaking of London. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. man. Um, all right. Well, good. Uh, I think... Because we pretty much stopped talking about the Guardians a long time ago. So that probably wraps up. This oh, my God. Episode. I forgot what this podcast is about. But yeah, I forgot we were recording. We just go off like the rails. A, like ways back. So hopefully, if you're still here for along for the ride, we we thank you. Yeah. Um, but I like I, I love this exercise. And I think what we should do as a part two is where we swap it. Yeah. Right? So... And we can make that a quick a quick addendum to another episode, yeah. I think. And then th- um, and it sounds like we've laid the groundwork for a part three. Yeah, the trilogy. Yeah. I like that. So the off season marches on, but we've got we got plenty of ideas floating around. So um, we didn't even talk about the you know, big we'll, we'll keep doing some of these. We didn't even talk about the big minor league signings with big league invites to camp. No, we didn't. We need to do, um, but we'll talk about those. We'll talk about we those later because, like, those. those could flame out so fast. And we'll be like, we'll be like, Tuki Tucson, everybody, get ready for this potential uh, diamond in the rough, <laughs> dark horse in the bullpen. And then, like, by the second week of <laughs> yeah. like spring training, he's like, and we're gone. And we called that so, one wrong. Yeah, could we interest you in potential backup catcher Cam Gallagher? No. Okay. So there we go. We talked about him. All right. But if I, I think it's worth discussing again. Yeah, point, yeah, and as, so. as training as spring training nears, that that that's a good exercise. So you know, little uh, hey, don't forget about these. Keep, keep don't forget tags. about these guys. Keep an eye on these guys. Right, right, right. Got to get into that evergreen content, though. It's always a good idea. Um. All right. Cool. Well, I think uh, we will certainly be back with parts two and maybe three for oh, most this series. But those are our. Yeah, those are our uh, first looks at all-time rosters, mine constructed uh, improperly, given the uh, rules that I did not listen to. Um, But we'll switch it around for the next time, so that way you guys have 
your rosters you can do and then i'll do i'll, I'll rack my brain and hurt myself hey hey that. you know so, what in, in the infamous words of bob ross you know happy mistakes were made and uh hey i still like my roster. I, you know what i i think even you know i i like that you didn't follow the rules i like that because again i'm a i am a renegade you are you are your favorite band is rage against the machine They're, for the purposes of this joke go with it well go with it for the purposes of this joke and no yeah, one's gonna stop okay, until okay. no one's gonna yeah, tell you what okay, to do yeah. that's true i could be on board with that that's <laughs> fine um okay all right good well uh let's see here that's it um rate and review subscribe uh argue with us that's always fun um but still give us five stars and uh we will be back with more as the off season marches on and we'll catch you guys later